Okay. Are you feeling it, Kels? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is the first one you're doing with us. I mean, yeah. officially. Yeah. I love this. I feel like I'm part of the club. The club. Yeah. But you were resistant in the beginning. When I'm like, hey, yeah. do you want to do this? You're like, no. Yeah, because I'm more like the slow talker. You're not a slow talker. No. You don't. You think you're a slow talker? Yeah. You know, maybe I'm a slow processor. I should say. You, yeah, you definitely you think before you speak, and that is not a bad thing. Yeah. That's not. Yeah, a you're thoughtful. Way to boil it down. See, you use big words too. I don't even know what that means. Does that mean like you have like a, a disease or something? Um. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I know means you contemplate. I get it. Okay, so you are listening to the Profit First podcast. Get ready to contemplate episode 141. Oh. <laughs> and I'm recording this time. Yes, you are. Welcome, everyone, to the Profit First podcast. I am Christina Bolduck, the Profit Master of Profit First. And I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First. And uh, you know what you're listening to? The Profit First Podcast, which I think Christina already said. Which I just said. <laughs> yeah, I'm drive this into your mind. Profit first, profit first, profit first. This is a show where we explore all elements of profitability, from the alpha to the omega. And I'll tell you, if you were listening to what we just discussed, you would have been blown away, but I forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> this time we're recording. And I'm joined in the studio, by the way, by Kelsey Ayers. Hello, everyone. Hey, hey. Kelsey's a new voice on our show. <laughs> she's going to be here every single time going forward now. And she's going to be killing it. You're going to crush it. So you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, anywhere that you listen to a podcast. And, of course, ProfitFirstPodcast.com. That's the zinger that you want to visit. That is the zinger. <laughs> That's the zinger. My father used the word sharp usually. He's like, you oh, look nice. sharp. I, I like that. Yeah. I like a sharp like car. That. We should bring that back. We should bring like sharp, sharp back. I don't mm-hmm. use sharp that often. Sharp. What have you been up to there, Chiefy? Oh, we went to Philly and it was... All right. It was... Oh, all right. right. I heard this, I heard this one, <laughs> one the one we didn't record. No, no, no. It was It was. Did really, you have all the Philly cheesesteaks? <laughs> we did. That's all we ate when we were there. But no, it was, it was really a great weekend for us to kind of get back in touch with where we want to be in our relationship and... Um, just kind of viewing how different people live in different cities, mm-hmm. and it really just makes you appreciate everything that you have. Okay. You know? What have you been up to, Fireball? That's her, your nickname. You know that. They don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm an alcoholic either. No, but you do drink Fireball. <laughs> I have. For some reason, I when I got to know you, I was like, oh, she probably, you probably don't drink. I don't know why. Well, I will say I don't drink a lot, and this is kind of personal. Not... Not personal, like uh, I'm sharing too much, but maybe TMI for you guys. But I have my gallbladder <laughs> out, so I can't. Like my body doesn't process alcohol. You as are well. Sam's um, gallbladder. Yes, Sam's gallbladder. What does the what does the gallbladder do? <laughs> Nothing apparently. Uh, really? No. What does it do? No, it's like part of the digestive system. It processes, filters stuff out. So what can't you eat? Like you can you not eat things? So sugar for a while. I have more of a tolerance now, but initially. Sugar like would kind of go right through me. Hmm. It just did not feel well. That kind of sounds like it's a good thing for you though that you it have to is. cut back on the sugar and the alcohol and be healthier. Yeah, but I don't know if I, I mean it go sucks. about it by getting my gallbladder. It sucks, yeah. but yeah. yeah. How old were you when you had it removed? Um, Last week, you missed like ten <laughs> minutes of work. I got to go. <laughs> uh, it was maybe like five years ago. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. You can't tell. Uh, you, you, oh, thank God. <laughs> you to know. I'm Mike. really self-conscious about it. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> what have you been up to, Mike? <laughs> so I was going to say I have this racist thing going on, but you oh, already no. heard that. It was a, it was the whole joke. <laughs> the whole joke was dry cleaners. Don't worry, guys. You reprimanded yeah, him. Yeah. 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 I do feel I feel like a little bit of shame now that I'm overbearing. Am I like- you got, Oh, stop it. It's not- yeah, I'm not overbearing. Don't overthink no. it. No, no, not even a little. Okay. Yeah. 
I got really self-conscious about that no. in our unrecorded episode. And to be honest, <laughs> when you said that, my finger just happened to hit the stop recording <laughs> and the tears inside were coming down. Oh, no. Okay, so that's it's not a coincidence. Yeah, so we actually do have a community shout out. This goes out to Sarah Jones. She is the founder of Introverted Alpha. Bazinga. Um, Bazinga, yeah. No, she's actually also a book reader, um, and she says that Profit First changed the trajectory of her life and her business. Um, oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> she said she was 100% guilty of thinking, you know, having the most, the normal entrepreneurial mindset. Um, but she finally, you know, grabbed the bull by the horns and she set up her five accounts and she's starting to roll with Profit First. And how everything works, and um, she said she spent fifty eight percent on expenses last year, and she imagine imagines it'll be about the same this year with the intention to shrink it to fifty because hmm. she wants her profit to increase. So keep plugging away, Sarah. You're awesome. Rock and roll, nice, Sarah. I love that. Do we share a website? I was kind of focusing on something there else. There is for a no website, oh. but introverted alpha. Google it. Intro- yeah, Google <laughs> Go introverted Sarah alpha. Jones. Introverted alpha. <laughs> So uh, the in Google, the Google, the Google, good old that, Google. That that mail worked. You know that? Yeah, yeah. No, I have a little tracker of like, how many? Still. How many? There's p- only three people on it. Three but. people. So still. we sent out 150 pieces, maybe. Yeah. Okay, 150 pieces of mail from my mother. I'm doing air quotes from <laughs> oh, yes. my mother, and one person emailed me back directly and said, um, "You actually kind of look okay in a leisure suit." <laughs> <laughs> and you may not know what I'm talking about, but your mother sent me a piece of mail. So they went hook, line, and sinker on nice. that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. My mother reprimanded me for doing that marketing campaign. <laughs> for like 20 minutes well, on ex- Facebook, right? Yeah, oh, yeah no, yeah. no, separately for exploiting her. <laughs> oh. You exploited me, Michael. I mean, you didn't not- ask her permission first? <laughs> Quasi. I saw- <laughs> That's Quasi. a no. That's yeah. a no. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, you know, sponsors that make the show a reality? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know who they are? I do. You, you They're actually me- corporate partners, though. That's sponsors. what I said. <laughs> so who are who are corporate partners? Fundera. Yes. Fundbox. Uh-huh. Nextiva. Oh my gosh. Receipt Bank. Oh. Bazinga. And maybe zero. <laughs> and maybe zero. Exactly. Exactly. So maybe zero. Um, we'll tell you a little more about those fine folks in a minute that, quite frankly, just make this show a reality. So we appreciate them tremendously. Uh, and then at the end, we're also going to share our insights of what we're about to learn from Denise Blasevic. Now, I know you know that name. Because you were here on the last episode. <laughs> Denise is a personal friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, we met, I, I want to say about seven, eight years ago. Denise, I don't know if you remember, we were having sushi at the sushi house. And uh, we're also bothly, both, bothly. We're bothly <laughs> members of an EO, which is an entrepreneur's organization, which yeah. is larger small businesses. And I'm talking with Denise recently, and she says, Mike, you know, when a business gives back to the community, it grows faster and is more profitable. And I, I, you know, the bullshit alarm went off. I'm like, no, that's impossible. And she says, yeah, it's possible. Denise is the co-founder of the S3 agency. She founded in 2001. It is like a big New York agency, kind of like a Saatchi and Saatchi, but with the New Jersey prices, which let me tell you, is better than New York. <laughs> um, and the quality service is mind-blowing. She works with all the big brands from BMW to Aston Martin to Tetley Tea to uh, 8 O'Clock Coffee. You know all that coffee we have here? It's one of her clients that- Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they rock and roll. Cool. And Denise is also on MSNBC literally all the time. Uh, she's on the show Your Business. She's a guest expert. She does the business makeovers. Uh she super. I used to do that. She came in. They're like she's markedly better, uh, and she now does it. And she she truly is extraordinary. Denise, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very Again. much. I would like to just go for the record here and say that there is no better maker over than you. 
Oh. She's just saying that. Right. No, no. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so before we kick off the show, I did this to you once, and you guessed. I'm going to do it one more time. Maybe you know the answer to this. I'm doing this to all of our guests until they figure out what this sound is. It's so painful. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, hurts me. So for me, it brings back memories. I, I love that. Sound. Now, is, is, <laughs> no, that, that driving, is that driving under like an overpass? Ooh, like she's a, good. You she's are a good, good guesser. Like a truck getting stuck under an overpass. Maybe? I feel like her answers are closer to the reality than that. What the actual <laughs> answer is. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it is. You're right. Yeah. But no, it's not. So here's All the deal. Right. I'm not going to tell you what it is. And uh, so it's our big cliffhanger. It's a behavioral mechanism to have our listeners listen to another episode. Because they're sitting there going, for, everyone, for God's sake, Denise, we all know what it is. Well, I just hope so that we'll the next time again. I hear that noise, I don't start drooling. Because I can't have this be the Pavlovian <laughs> effect. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have to set you up for that. That's funny. So, uh, Denise, you're saying that, you, that small businesses, including yourself, can give to the community and as a result experience faster growth and I called BS on it and your answer is no, it's true. Why is that? Um, it's true because as, as human beings, we have this kind of human contract that we want to take care of each other and, and, uh, and businesses that can facilitate an atmosphere where that is part of what they do, people can feel better about being at work and you can retain people in a way that maybe you wouldn't have before. You can inspire them um, and they can do better work because they're working somewhere that they feel is, you know, a part of a bigger and more important uh, mission. Um, so for me, we've always done things. Today is our 16th anniversary. So sweet 16. <laughs> so for the last 16 years, we've always found ways to give back. Um, whether it was the group going over to, you know, a homeless organization and packing up clothes or um, going over to the zoo and, and making uh, educational toys for the animals, you know, different things that were fun and that felt good or in, maybe they weren't fun, but they felt good. <laughs> but it wasn't yeah, yeah. really using our skill set as an ad agency, you know. So we thought, well, what can we do that really gives that back in a meaningful way? Um, and it was kind of inspired. What we ultimately came up with uh, really rooted back in what you and I have done with MSNBC, your business, with, with the makeovers for small businesses. Um, like you mentioned, we work with larger, very well-known clients in, in helping to elevate their brands. And small businesses, helping small businesses out isn't our business model. It's not what we would be profitable at doing. But doing that on MSNBC, your business, for some small businesses, we saw what a what a big difference we could make for small organizations. Remember that Asheville Playgrounds we worked on down in North Carolina? Yes. I mean, they went from, they were sleeping like in a trailer outside their business, and now they have a place to live, and they have staff, and it's, you know, they have better branding and business uh, organizations. It's just it's such a success story that we can feel really good about. And I think those small abilities, not that it's small to who we're, we're helping out, but the ability for us to donate in small patches like that as an organization really brings everyone together here for a common purpose that kind of transcends what we do on a day-to-day basis. We love what we do for the BMWs of the world. We love what we do for Tetley T. But we also want to be able to help out those around us in a way that maybe other people can't. And so our solution to it was to create a program, a pro bono program that we call S-Free. So we're S-Free, it's S-Free, and it's specifically designed to donate our services to small businesses and organizations in New Jersey, here in our home state, um, and organizations that are too small, too nonprofit, or too new to be able to afford our services. 
So it's, it's been a really exciting uh, adventure so far. We launched it at the end of last year. Each quarter, we're allowing people to uh, submit for the opportunity for us to uh, vote on them as an agency as to who's going to be the recipient of our services. And each quarter we pick someone. So we've had two so far. Um, and, you know, the, the criteria are they have to make either less than a million dollars in terms of what they're raising funds-wise or in terms of revenue. So in order to be able to, to qualify on that monetary basis. But then, you know, it's, it's the whole story of what is it about them that makes them meaningful? Why will we be able to help them? What do they need from us? We put all that together. We vote on it as the agency, so everyone gets to have a say in it. And uh, and then we we make our big announcement. We start working with them. So uh, so far, we've been able to. Uh, we finished helping one, and we just started helping another. And uh, we're really really excited about what it, it it does for the agency. We're happy to help other people. That's what we want to do. We want to make those meaningful organizations even more successful so they can help the economy around us grow in, in the best way possible and, and do the right things for people and, and other creatures that live here. And um, and it's just inspirational for us. And, and, you know, people talk about, oh, the millennial generation, they need to have other things that, that motivate them at work besides the work itself. But we all need that. I, I don't understand why mm-hmm. that's, you know, said with kind of like yeah. a a chip on people's shoulders. We all need it. We all benefit from that. So, you know, we have millennials that work here. We have baby boomers that work here and, and everyone in between. And it's the kind of common thread that we see that makes people go, yeah, I want to work here. I want to stay here. And I want to do the kinds of things that S3 does, not just for their paying clients, but in terms of giving back. I can't get that somewhere else. And, and that's the differentiator. And I think that's what makes you more profitable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. yep. I'm here in retention for your colleagues. I do want to ask you one question first, though. In regards to uh, applicants, I mean, yes. this is a free service. This is amazing. Does everyone and their mother apply, or is it actually even hard to give away free service? It's been very easy to give away free services. We have a lot of people apply. Um, and, you know, it, you do have to take time and, and sit down and, and write something compelling. So I'm sure that you probably could add, you know, a times 10 factor to the people that have, have gone to the site and not applied um, mm-hmm. because they have to think about it. And they're afraid that if they try the right thing, they won't get chosen. But people can reapply each time if they want to. We've seen some people already just in the two application periods apply uh, both times. Um, so, no, it has not been a problem, and it's, it's spread in a very uh, word-of-mouth way. Uh, the media has picked it up. People tell people, you know, I hear uh, clients of mine who have referred people. So that's another thing, by the way, which is great about this. It's a wonderful communication point for clients and prospects from a new business standpoint. It differentiates us. We do this thing. You know, community is important to you as a, as a client. Well, it's important to us as an agency as well. So, again, that, that differentiator, I think, is, is key for uh, helping this to become an aspect of what makes us profitable. Mm-hmm. So how many um, – I, I understand the engagement of your employees. How many of the employees are excited about this, uh, that they're working for free for others? And do you get any resistance from your employees saying, you know, I want to do stuff that makes money because that's how I get paid ultimately? Oh, they all get paid. <laughs> we we so pay they get everyone. paid no matter what. So this, they're not giving away their time. No, uh-uh. They they are getting paid, and we have made a conscious decision. Um, my my business partner Adam Schnetzler, who's also in EO with us, um, he and I decided that we were going to donate 
a portion of our time, you know, that obviously people are, are getting paid for. It just comes out of our bottom line if you look at it that way, but it gives back much more. Awesome. What kind of ratio for time do you have? Is this something you do on a, a monthly basis, like every six months? How much of your employees' time do they donate or do right. they participate in these kind of free aspects? So it depends on what's chosen. Um, the first, so we, we do this every quarter, and the first uh, recipient of our services at the end of last year was the Genital Heart Defect Coalition, wonderful nonprofit. Uh, their main goal is how do they create more targeted, highly elevated um, materials in order to reach out to potential donors because they need to raise more money to do more good. Um, so in that instance, it was a very specific need and ask that they had so the team that got assigned to it is different than the team that's getting assigned to our next one, which is Liberty Humane Society, to create a kick-ass mm-hmm. ad campaign to help this um, animal uh, welfare organization in Jersey City do the good that they're doing. They're getting over a 1,000 pets adopted each year, and they really have a bigger mission. They want to create a society where shelters aren't even necessary because homeless animals aren't a thing where people are are taking care of animals in different ways. So different needs mean different teams will donate the time. So it's not like the whole agency is donating all their time to it. We have, you know, a business model where we go, okay, we know that we can donate, you know, maybe $50,000 worth of services this quarter to this client. Or if it's our PR team, they're going to do this portion. So it has to be something that aligns. In order for it to be valuable for the people who are applying for our services, it's got to be something that will work with them. And that's not cookie cutter. Since we're a full-service agency, we can really look at what their needs are and then apply the appropriate talent towards them. Has has this helped you as far as your view of your employees as well and, and you know, seeing which ones shine with which project and being able to put people in the right seats depending on what you find that they're passionate about with each project or how is that working internally so we um it's interesting that you say that we follow a process called traction i don't know if you're familiar with it in terms of you know really analyzing right person right seat so we're, we're pretty active in that realm so we know the people that we have are, are in the right seats and, and we monitor that pretty constantly um it's more a matter of um, what has this done for the spirit of the organization? There was immediate buy-in when we announced this. We had a you know full staff meeting and, and went through kind of what led up to before we announced what it was. People were really, really excited. Um, they continue to be, people come up to me saying, can I work on the next one? And, you know, it really depends what the next one is. But everyone wants to be involved, which is why everyone gets to vote. So no matter what. They're getting to vote. Um, and people are coming up to me and telling me, well, maybe can we do this differently? Can we add this? And they want to give back more and more. And, you know, that's the danger that you'll run into. People do want to give back more and more. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. have to rein that in. <laughs> but I think we've done a good job with that, with, with the quarterly. You know, it's done within that quarter. And then on to the next one. And the goal is not for us to then convert our free clients into paying clients. That's not the goal. Unless they become so successful right. You know, and that we do want to help them do that. So if, if they become so successful that they now actually need to hire a paying agency, yes, please, you've already worked with us. We'd love to work with you. But there's no, like, ulterior motive for that. We just want to help the best organizations in our state, the small ones, make it. And sometimes they yeah. can't because they don't have access to the tools. Yeah, absolutely. Do, do I need to have employees to get this started, or do you feel – some of our listeners are one-person shops. Can they yeah. just do it themselves or – Yeah. No, no, they, they can, it depends what it is, right? If someone comes to us and uh, they have a wonderful concept, they're, they're, they're at launch, 
and a wonderful concept, and they, they really, we believe in it. We, hear, you know, we read about it, it, they convince us. We would definitely consider them. No, oh, no, no, I don't mean oh, as a client. Oh, you mean the reverse. I mean, yeah. say, say I'm the company. It, the company's called Mike. <laughs> you know, the company is called Mike. <laughs> it's good. It's too shy. It's too shy. Right. The facetiousness coming out of you is vicious. You're vicious. Um, but say it's just me, Denise. Uh, could I start doing this give back, or is, oh. am I too young of a company? You know what I'm saying? Well, I think that any organization can give back, and I think if possible to tailor it to what your special abilities are. If you think of Naven Johnson from the jerk, right? His special purpose. <laughs> if you can decide what your special purpose is as an organization, how that can translate beyond your paying clients to benefit others. I think like that's really the gold. And what about the, um, you, you talked about giving time and your company, that's what you do. You, you ideate, ideate, if that's the word around, yep branding and so forth. But what about companies that have supplies? Maybe you're a manufacturer or something. Can well, can businesses donate materials too? They can donate materials, absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you an interesting one. Um, this is a friend of mine who has a company called Exologic. They're in uh, Pennsylvania, and they do, um, they handle like the on-site and pre-registration for huge events like that you see, you know, like the huge expos. Um, you definitely know them. I won't drop the names of, of who they service, but um, their people, as you can imagine, since they're, you know, one day they have teams in Vegas and, and uh, all over the world. So they are always traveling. And what they decided to do, I'm not sure how long ago, but a while ago, is whenever their teams travel, they bring back into you know, the toiletries from the hotel room, the shampoo, conditioner, whatever the kind of stuff that they don't use, whatever they don't use. Mm-hmm. They bring it back. They save it up until they have a huge amount of it, and they donate those materials to meaningful organizations who need it in their local area. And it's amazing to get this huge tub of shampoos, conditioners, soaps, and, and things like that for people who might be homeless or, or you know, a, a battered women's shelter who really need those things. And what they're doing is taking an element that's special to them. They're always traveling, always on business travel. And what does it take to take those, you know, materials out of the hotel room? It's not a big commitment, but they're part of something bigger each time they do it. Even people who work administratively at his company who may not be the ones doing the business travel, when they travel on their own, they grab some of the shampoos and they bring them back too, and they feel part of it as well. And I think thinking about it creatively, doing something like that, you're not actually taking a dime away from your profitability. You're just finding something special that you can do and get a little PR coverage when you do it, which doesn't hurt. Well, I, I, the skeptical part of me is kicking in. I got to say, <laughs> like, are people basically stealing from the hotel, though? I mean, no, no. When you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Rather than use it, they just collect it and then give Correct. it. So like at the homeless shelter I worked at, a oh, fellow who yeah. traveled on business, yeah. he would bring them in like every month or two. Like he would just bring us a collection and it is on and can you point give, absolutely Can you effective. donate the partially used ones? Like if I say I use the shampoo <laughs> once, it's got to be brand new. I mean, it totally depends. <laughs> but, but <laughs> Thanks, Denise. Here's my sloppy seconds. It's like a liability <laughs> issue there when you're you're giving out stuff So too. my soap with like a, a with a hair <laughs> on it. It's, it's not just that's disgusting. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to myself. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, you said, Denise, you said some of the benefits are um, the word of mouth is starting to spread on S3, uh, yep. S-free. Uh, the client referrals, meaning some of your clients are suggesting people, um, so you're getting more exposure, and you're also getting employee retention. What about the bottom line? I mean, I know you're so new to this. Have you seen a measurable return? 
Uh, we have not seen in terms of, uh, of new clients coming on because of it. I haven't been able to draw that line yet. It's, it's, it's too new. I would say probably after a full year, I'll be able to look at it analytically that way. But what I can say is it has gotten me meetings that I haven't gotten before. So on, on potential new business meetings where a client has talked to another person within the same organization that we don't work for that part of the organization and said, hey, you should check out uh, this thing from my agency, and it's a talking point that's actually led to a new business meeting. Our, in our business, we have about a year conversion point, so we won't be able to see those metrics yet. So we're a tiny company here. There's nine of us, eight of us, eight, nine, or nine of us. Actually, eight, eight of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awkward face. Um, but so a company of our size, how do we get started with something like this? Well, I, I, what I would recommend is really, you know, putting all of those big, beautiful brains into one room and going back and thinking, you know, before you start thinking of ideas, saying, what do I want to accomplish? What are we willing to do as an organization? Are we willing to give time? Are we willing to give money? What are we willing to do? What are the kind of things that are important to us? So, um, you know, our animals, animal welfare, is that important to us? Is, uh, is helping children important to us? You know, kind of putting those and then seeing where you can draw. And then what's special to you? You have to have that third part. What's special about us? What are the things that we can do that other people can't do? Um, so in your case, you know, you might take on uh, someone that uh, is kind of sinking because they haven't been reading and, and executing all the Profit First tenets in the way that they should at the, at the Temple of Profit First, and uh, <laughs> going out there and being willing to say, we're going to do this for free with you, and maybe even doing an exchange for something, saying, we do this for you, it works, and we want you to refer us to 10 people. You know, you can ask that too, but you don't have to because they will anyway. Yeah, and I think I don't know if I would want to do a quid pro quo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I just let's let's do it to do it. Yeah, uh, but I understand what you're saying. Um, what about the, the person that leads it at the company? I mean, you're the owner, Denise. You and Adam. Do, yep. do you have to lead this effort, or do you identify someone in your organization that that is, feels called to do this? I think it depends. So for for me, my role here is um, it's it's the ideas, right? So I think of ideas for the agency. I think of ideas for clients. That's that's all. I do pretty much, <laughs> and so uh, right. so uh, God help us the day the ideas stop coming. <laughs> no, that's not true. Other people think here too, but it is all I do, and um, and you know, thinking of something, you know, bring the team together and spearheading the thought process for this. Um, I think has to come from whoever plays the visionary role in the company. If that's the owner, that's fine. If that's someone who is hired on in that role, that's fine. But I, so I, I don't think it has to be the owner. But I think the the program spearheading has to come from there. It doesn't have to be that person who executes. Right, the operational aspect can be delegated. But I think constantly making sure that it launches with the right spirit and that that spirit is continued throughout. And, you know, looking for ways to improve it and change it and learn from it. I, I think that's the role of the visionary. Do you see more companies moving this way, the more socially responsible, more computer, uh, computer, <laughs> com- community engaged type of stuff? I, I do. So I, I think that, um, you know, I heard this said, I don't remember who said it, but I thought it was really interesting that culture is the last sustainable competitive edge, right? So we have to have very unique cultures in our businesses if we want them to be meaningful to our employees. We don't want to be like a commodity job where they just jump from one to the other. Um, And certainly for the business that we're in, we need people to come here, be pumped up and, and learn our clients and bring creativity and want to stay, right? Like that's very important for us. 
so I, I think that, and I think it'll be more important for businesses as, as the world is changing more smaller businesses. Uh, we want to make sure that we don't constantly just retrain people to do the same thing. Like it's not a big corporation. Um, so I do think it's going to be more important. I know that, you know, the, the current uh, millennial generation, that's the, the biggest entry of the workforce uh, up and coming, uh, it's super important to them. And I think that they are helping to change the way businesses operate in a very positive way. It's different. You know, I know that people um, can be resistant to change, and, and big corporations are oftentimes are, but I think for smaller organizations who either, A, are being founded by millennials, or B, are just open to change because that's how entrepreneurial spirit works, I think that's where the, the organizations are that can really benefit from finding ways to give back uniquely. And, and that unique, right? Unique is important. We don't want to just do what other people do. Yeah, we do that too. Oh, if someone else can say, oh, yeah, we do too, we need to find something else to do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't like to group people per yeah. se, but uh, but I'm about to group people. So we were mostly a millennial organization, right? Most of our people. Yeah. You're 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 a quasi millennial. Quasi. Quasi. Yeah. So we're QMs. <laughs> we're quasi millennials, except for me. I'm the, whatever years back. But what I found is the the best employees I've ever worked with or ever colleagues I've ever had have been millennials. Just. There's this driving purpose. There's a, there's something yep. greater that's going on, and therefore it's not the the hours put on. It's the quality of the hours produced. Mm-hmm. And um, have you experienced the same, Denise, with with your team there? The the drive is different, but he actually I find stronger. I, I find it very different, and I think that there is um, a stronger drive to to matter, to have what they do at work matter. And I'm not saying that, you know, we're some spiritual mission of, you know, helping to, to bring things to new land. It's, it's not like that, because the people to whom that matters are doing that, right? Um, but they want to know that they can choose different career paths. They're already saddled with crazy loans from college. You know, they're trying to dig out, and, and you know, who knows what kind of financial future is, is looming in the next few years for them. So there's a lot of, of fear factor and, and already kind of starting on the wrong side. They still have positive outlooks and, and, and smile, and, and they, they join together in groups and, and do lots of fun things, and they bring that positivity to work, and they want it to translate into something more than a 9-to-5 job. And I think that's wonderful. Why shouldn't we all want that? It's possible. So we see it happening. It should be, I think, the way that businesses operate. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. That's exactly right. Mm. I agree. It's interesting that her whole business, well, I'll talk about it in the updates, but it sounds like, Denise, your whole business uh, or a big part of it is about giving back and, and contribution. But you are recruiting those people that's ingrained in them already. So the the culture is already there. It sounds like it's inevitable for your business. It sounds like almost the culture is what determined that this is the right path for your business to take. Is that a fair oh, assessment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because I think that regardless of the companies are paying clients that we're working for, regardless of what their cultures are like, for us to do the great work that we need to do to maintain those accounts and to continue to help elevate those, you know, class-looking brands around the world – We've got to do amazing work, and that doesn't mean trying to, you know, hire people that are retiring. That means the new, fresh ideas that are entering the workforce combined with the more experienced people we have on staff, the senior-level staff, to help kind of bring the tenets of business and branding to their wonderful ideas. That mesh, that's what's golden. And to me, um, it, like, it's not an exclusive thing to millennials. The desire to want to do good 
and, and to be a good human being is, is within at least, you know, the people who work here. I don't, it may not be within everyone, but it's certainly within the people who work here. And I think that also creates a wonderful bridge between people. So it doesn't matter, you know, how old you are when you work here. It's, it's about who you are. Mm. Mm-hmm. Denise, this is fabulous. Thank you so much for this stuff. Uh, our guests, where, they can, where can they go to learn more about you and your organization? To learn about us uh, and me, you can go to thes3agency.com. So the, you know, T-A-G-S-X-A-M-3-agency.com. And to learn more about S free, our free pro bono services, um, people can go to ineedsfree.com. And uh, they can read all about it, see a little video with Adam and me and a few of our wonderful team members, and, uh, and apply. It's not open right now, but it will be open again in April for applications. But it's still, you know, available to read and learn about. Prepare those applications for when it's time to enter. Awesome. And uh, if you want to see Denise, there's another resource. Just turn on MSNBC any time of the day and she'll be on the show. (laughs) Denise, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Mike. Thanks to the rest of the crew. And I hope to see you guys soon. All right, we'll see you. Yeah, we're three blocks away, for God's sake. All right, we'll see you later. Three buildings away. See ya. So, all right. Um, you know, I don't know if you know this, Christina. Kelsey does. <laughs> you're already nodding your head. Like, like you hear it. Like I do. Oh, I, Whatever I do. it is, I do yeah, it. Kelsey does it. Like anytime we need uh, guests, experts. Uh, I thought with such an important topic on um, businesses that give back that we should get former President Barack Obama. Oh, oh of course, of course. <laughs> you know, awesome. You're the one who made the call. So Denise called uh, Barack and Denise asked. Did? Pardon me? Denise called? Oh, Kelsey. <laughs> okay. Kelsey calls Denise. Get Kel- her fact thank, thank you. God, I, I'm so into my bit right now. Kelsey called Obama and said, would you like him on our show? And here's the response. Come on, man. <laughs> so, uh, no, he wasn't willing to come on. That was a long buildup for a horrible joke, right? <laughs> All right. In a second, we're going to share what we learned from Denise. Yeah. Um, there you I, go. I, need to, I need to be punched. We needed it. I need to be punched. So we're going to learn what we learned from Denise, or whatever. <laughs> uh, we'll talk amongst ourselves. But first, I want to thank our corporate partners to make the show a reality. Yes. So they are, who are they, Kels? They are Fundera. God. And do you know what Fundera does? Sure. They lend you loans. Um, so if you just temporarily need a, a you know you want to grow your business you need a little spot of money they will lend it and they don't charge you any fees and they will search out all the loans for you there it that's is. it if you need a little spot of money mm-hmm. boom fundera <laughs> boom there it is you're like oh, here, here, here comes another one all right so tell me tell me about nextiva you're always with nextiva yeah nextiva yeah. is awesome we use our uh, voip phone system is through nextiva so it's great at home i have one on wednesdays i work from home typically except for today yeah um and my line that i have here at the office just rings directly to my line here at home have now have you used it at home the home phone yet because we just set it up at your house yeah not yet <laughs> yes, I have not but yet. But it's great. <laughs> yes, I love it. Never used it. Um, it's happening. Yeah, but you use the one. You use the one here all the time. Yeah, and it's clear. It is. And Chris, it's so easy. Crisp and clear. You use it all the time. I, all you actually now have a headset on it. Finally, I do. Uh, what about Indeed. fund? What about fund box there, Fireball? This is this is a doozy. Do you know what? Fun, you're like Jesus. I know. My really. first, my first <laughs> show, and you're being an a hole. Um, do you know what fund box does? Fund box is when. Um, your accounts payable aren't paying you, right. so Fundbox will lend you that money until you get them in. That's exactly right. 
Do you listen to the show? How do you know this <laughs> Never. <stuff? laughs> wow. All right, one more. Are you up for it? Receipt Bank. Receipt Bank is an awesome tracking system. So especially if you travel for business, you can just snap your receipts right away and it enters Scan into the in. receipt box. Yeah. yeah. Wow, nice. you are good. She's on fire. That's why we call her Fireball. Fire yeah. And uh, Brock, do you use Receipt Bank? Come on, man. Yeah, that's I, I know. Thought. That's what I thought. And we think Zero, they're like the hanging chad of, of corporate partners. We don't know. Should you figure that out? I should. <laughs> I should read the contract. So, are they listening to this? I don't hope not. I hope not. No, of course they are. We love them. I call Zero the hero of accounting software. Mm, thanks. Um, so, all right. I want to know what you all learned um, from... <clears throat> Today's uh, podcast. Who wants to go first? I'll go. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. My pleasure. Um, so I love this. This is um, my jam. <laughs> I have a, you know, I'm a big proponent for community on every level, and I think one of my favorite things about working here is the community that we have as an office, um, the culture that we have as an office. I feel like you guys are family, and I feel you support me in a very individual, unique way. And as we do for each other. Uh, and I really like as an office how we support our Profit First professional members as family and how we want to um, really commit ourselves to a community. Part of my jobs right now is to find ways that we can help the community um, in a really effective way. And yeah. I love how she spoke about the human contract. Uh, as humans, we are meant to take care of each other. Mm. As much as we possibly can, I think in every moment, um, how can we use our unique gift to benefit the whole? And I think that's what she does. And I think that's what we all can do. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and you're looking at Habitat for Humanity is one yeah, of them. But what I'm programs. really looking yeah. at is like a, a youth mentorship program. I think, nice. yeah. you know, your skill set, particularly your, you know, your passion, your... Um, yeah your ability to reach people will translate really well with adolescents. Love and it. I think our guides as well are so effective so at, you know, speaking passionately. And if, you know, that age group who is kind of lost in the world, still yeah. trying to find their way, that can be hugely impactful. Wow. Yeah. That's why I think it's important to pick a leader that's passionate about giving back to the community mm -hmm. to lead us through this. So if we had the idea you know, collectively, and we said, are you willing to lead it? And you are, and you're taking us down a path that's so much more congruent. To me, Habitat for Humanity is easy and obvious, but it's easy and obvious. Right. And, yeah. and it's an amazing organization, but maybe it's not in alignment with the best way we can give. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's We have so much to give. Yeah. And like she was saying, it's our unique skill set, our unique gifts mm. that we should be giving. Talking about giving, are you going to be giving your cash at poker night? Are you coming? <laughs> I am coming. Okay, okay, good. Yes. Are you coming? I think Gabby? so. Okay. <laughs> what did you learn today? Um, no, just spinning off of what, what Kelsey said. And, and, you know, we all kind of get wrapped up in wanting to leave our mark and doing work that matters. Yeah. And I think sometimes, like what I was talking about before with my trip to Philly, is you get caught up in what you need to do for yourself. And like, oh, I need to make sure I make enough money to pay my bills and to do this. But here you are all entrepreneurs or anybody you you have this job and you work for this place that has a specific skill set that can help so many people and you need to utilize that and take advantage of it and put it out there in the world so that you are making your mark and and you're 
bringing people closer together. I think that's so important. Love it. Love it, Kebby. Love it. To me, it was um, the implications of doing this. But what was interesting is I don't think it needs to be intentional. Mm -hmm. The one thing is a little, I don't know if it's at odds. And I think uh, Denise was just saying it when she said, oh, you can mentor someone and ask or do work for someone and ask for 10. No. yeah, th- that I disagree with. And I don't even think she really truly meant that. Yeah. I think that's what naturally comes out of it. Because the, the rest of her details were, oh, here's the stuff that we're benefiting from, but without intent. Yeah. Uh, word of mouth referrals. Uh, clients referring them to other clients, which is kind of a word of mouth. Retention of employees. More engaged employees. She's like, oh, she's getting meetings left and right. Yeah. But it's very obvious from her voice and what she shared. That's not the no, objective here. Right. They're just trying to help a company. Yeah. And that's what's coming out of it. So it's I, all karma, man. What you put yeah, out there is absolutely. what will come back to you. Is it karma, Obama? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, brother. All right, we got to wrap things up here, Kebster. Yeah, you know what? If you like this episode and pretty much everything about our show, please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. We would appreciate it. But you can also go to Stitcher, any podcaster, uh, podcatcher that you use, and ProfitFirstPodcast.com. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your stories we want to share them live to everyone else who are going through what you're going through let us help you let mike help you yeah Yay. yeah that's not yeah let us help you yeah, yeah. i hate that like, i feel uncomfortable <laughs> well because <laughs> you I, do. No, I got you i got you um and also leave us a comment on your blog on our blog or yeah. on your own blog that's even better leave a comment for us on your blog and we have to seek it out that will be fun and also leave one on our blog and uh the last thing and uh, arguably the most important step you can take for your own business yeah. is to achieve profitability. Because I'll tell you, if you're in the hole and you have no money in your business, there's no cash flowing through it, you don't have oxygen to survive. <clears throat> you then can't give back to the world. Right. You have to bring sustainability to yourself, and we have an obligation to bring sustainability and support to our fellow humans. So here's the deal, yo, Bucko. Bucko. <laughs> Obama, what do you think about Bucko? Oh, he won't talk. Come on, man. Oh, there he goes, there he goes, there he goes. Um, what you have to do is drive profits. Go to ProfitFirstProfessionals.com right now. Go go to the About Us page, which we got to update in our team yeah, page. Yeah, we really do. You got I forgot. We have, I'm non-existent. You're not even on there. Have you seen Daisy There's on there? There's barely anybody on <laughs> yeah. there. Daisy, there's a dog on there that's not even in our office anymore. It's my dog. Um, go to Profit First Professionals. Check out that page. Then go to the Find button. You fill out the Find button. Fill out the quick form. We will connect you with a Profit First Professional who will bring profitability to your business. They'll walk you through the Profit First method. That's ah, right. And drive you to a level of profits that you deserve so you can give back to the community easily. Easily. So mm-hmm. do that now. Thank you. When should we do it? Do it! Jesus. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm good. Next week is an amazing episode, but I don't have the show notes, so I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> but it's going to be great. <laughs> yes. It's going to be amazing. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you. Thank you. You want a sister one? Sister. All right, we need that. Oh, we need a sister. All right, well, I need a sister. <laughs>